0: Hey, anyway. mm-hmm. Mike's Daily Podcast. Hello there, it's Mike Matthews. Welcome to FFSO 2669. Welcome to Mike's Daily Podcast. My name would happen to be Mike's Daily Podcast. Mike, it was almost going to be a cool podcast, but something happened. At the last minute I was supposed to have on a special guest But that got blown up because something pertaining to work came up And I basically had to cancel the interview and take care of stuff Mike's Daily Podcast Forgetful People I had to cover for Forgetful People yet again Yes So Mike's That was Daily What Happened Podcast with that part Yeah But that's okay Because we're gonna cover For the fact that We didn't have that On the podcast We're gonna have Some of the other thing Did you have any Smash Mouth albums? I did not I don't think I have any Oh Wait a minute Didn't they have Something called F, f-, uh, f- Astro Lounge. That was the big one, I think. I might have that one somewhere. But the lead singer died. That's crazy to me. He was only 56, and we lost Jimmy Buffett, who was only 76. His was skin cancer related. I'm not sure exactly what happened with the lead singer of Smash Mouth, but yeah, well, not to start off on such a low note, such a sad note, but Smash Mouth is a local band. They are from San Jose. Formed in 1994. Dang, and then things really took off. <laughs> they were By the, the late 90s, within a few years, they were huge. They were walking on the sun. That was a big song for them. Steve Harwell, the lead singer, he had a rare liver condition. Apparently that's what caused the, the liver failure to happen And he was He also just like with Jimmy Buffett Was surrounded by family and friends And here's today's Podcast picture Which I guess if you gotta go That would be the way to do it Is with the, when you're surrounded by family and friends So yeah they started in 94 within a few years They had the huge hit Walking on the Sun And then the gig- enormous hit All-Star was in 1999 Remember that song getting played All the time? Yeah And then I think they had the hit song From Shrek They did the cover of I'm a Believer Another A song by Neil Diamond that I'm sure Neil was very happy about That got popular by somebody else The late great Basil the Boxer He was a big fan of Neil Diamond Neil Diamond as of this recording is still with us Amazingly And he had Let's see, he had written Red Red Wine And then that was covered by The band UB40 That had a huge hit with it The Monkees of course covered a bunch of stuff That he did Neil Diamond And then uh, I'm a Believer He wrote that which the Monkees had a hit with But it was Neil Diamond So all those checks go into Neil Harwell dealt with multiple health conditions in the years prior to his death, including addiction. He'd been diagnosed with cardiomyopathy several years ago, according to previous interviews with people. The condition occurs when the heart muscles can't effectively pump blood to the rest of the body. And it can later lead to heart failure, blood clots, and cardiac arrest, according to the Mayo Clinic. Harwell later developed... Wernick's encephalopathy, a sudden brain and memory disorder that's caused by a lack of vitamin B1, which causes brain damage. People with a history of alcohol use disorder are more likely to develop the condition. Apparently, that last concert he did in upstate New York, he had slurred words and so said some things that people were like, what's going on? So that's what happened there. But hey, today, if you're listening to this on the 6th, is National Coffee Ice Cream Day because that's a coffee drink. It's not really, it's got the coffee flavor. I don't know if it actually has any coffee beans in it. I love coffee ice cream, but you know, it's something I can do without. If it's available, if it's if it's being served. A fine article. Cool, 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 cool city. Great. Fat article. Article. It's also National Read a Book Day, so it's like the reading rainbow thing. Or what's his name from um Next Generation. He, of course, was also in the music video to Cameo's word up. And he does this great dance in it That is the most Go back and watch that video It is so surreal and bizarre and 80s And cool in every possible way They need to make music videos like that now Ginormous Just uh, LaForge jordy LaForge Was his name <laughs> Next Generation uh, And I'm going to look it up before my brain can find out It Let's see uh, played by fictional character uh, LeVar Burton. I always forget his name, LeVar Burton, because Jordi LaForge is almost as cool as the name LeVar Burton. But yes, thank you very much, LeVar, for all that you've done. Wait, what? The, the fun- Fascinating Material Project. Project. The Project. The FM Project. NPR, the who FM I love Project. to make fun of because they just basically... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what... At the top of the hour, they got... Verifiable news I mean In that it is very news like I don't know how true it is Some of it may be a bit false But it is pretty pretty reliable Then the rest of the hour These news stories From these half-baked podcasts That they pull from They get these podcasters on Why are you taking this well World-renowned News service That has been a mainstay, a stalwart on radio, and literate with all these young idiot podcasters that are TikTok stars. I don't get it. NPR. Kambucha. Maybe that's why John Lansing is retiring. He's NPR's president and chief executive. He's had enough, but he's being forced out. It's, oh well, look at this. Um. It's apparently, as we go outside a cafe anyway where we bring you Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcast Traval.: anyway. the last place on Earth. And this, according to NPR, that last story, by the way, about uh, the all-Star fella, Steve Harwell, uh, Harwell, Har- It's Yahoo is where that came from. But NPR Chief Executive John Lansing says he intends to retire at the end of 2023, according to NPR.org. His four-year tenure will be defined by his handling of the extreme challenges of the pandemic, a racial reckoning, and headwinds in the podcasting industry that led to severe layoffs. And now we return you to our regularly scheduled program with Mike Matthews. In the podcast world. Which I thought was hilarious and it made sense because as completely insignificant as this podcast is, those podcasts are worse. And they're reading a script and it just there's nothing real or authentic or austere about it. The last podcast I kinda talked about that, about how society and our world and our social media, you know, we were there was a trajectory going on. At least since the 80s, that every year we get a little more realistic on TV to the fact that we, to the point where we had reality TV. Then reality TV turned out to be fake. And that whole real thing, people being real, just disappeared. And then you had the real world, which was before all that. But then people being real, what happens when people are just real? And that was all edited to heck and not real. So then you've got social media Where people you think are being real Showing pictures of their daily lives and whatnot Nope, it's all now pushed through a filter And when people upload a YouTube video Well, they do a bunch of edits So you don't see all the flubs You don't see all the realness But Mike, people don't want to see that Are people aware? Like TikTok It's just showing you a little piece A little moment that's been edited Up the yin yang It's not real despite some bitterness and recrimination among newsroom staff over the layoffs, including sharp questions about executive strategy and podcasting, the top official of NPR's largest union has consistently praised Lansing's leadership. Mike's out of left field recordings. Recording everything captures actions that will never again be repeated. Striking a deal with Amazon Music to run the Guy Raz podcast, How I Built This, exclusively for a week before it released to the public. Guy Raz, How I Built This. Yes, it's a great podcast. I remember listening to it. Whoa! Whoa. Mike's Matthews park. Park, 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 park. The front panel will close automatically. Please remain seated at all times. Yeah, that's pretty good. NPR has now licensed its Tiny Desk Concert format in South Korea. And I've watched a lot of those. Yes, those are fascinating. Some of your favorite musicians getting up there, playing just with the real basics. And uh, that's fun. But what am I saying? I'm saying that it is national coffee Coffee Ice Cream Day Oh, if you're listening to this on the 7th It is National Beer Lovers Day Didn't we just have something like that? It's also National Salami Day And if you like salami And beer You have wonderful breath But those sometimes go together Also National Acorn Squash Day A little bit healthier for you And National Neither Snow Nor Rain Day (laughs) Okay Boy, I would love to know The origin story of that Neither snow nor rain Let's see It, it, it's, it To recognize the dedication Of postal workers uh, To recognize the dedication Perseverance of postal workers Who brave all kinds of weather To deliver mail to people's homes And businesses The day honors their commitment to public service And their important role in keeping the country Connected Aw, that's, that's one for you, all you people that work for the Postal Service. Okay, Cafe Anyway, anyway, Mike Matthews here. I got some other interesting bits of news I'd like to bring along to you. But yes, I, I do enjoy more real media. And when I listen to NPR, I just, I hear so much Phil I hear so much. That's what is this doing on here? Perhaps you are just into streaming Netflix and Disney and Amazon Prime all day. They have been on a price raising rampage. We'll be paying even more to watch shows and movies online soon. A bundle of Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, Max, Peacock, Paramount Plus and Apple TV subscriptions went from 76 43 a month to $94.43 a month in the past year Going up uh, roughly $15 That's a 24% surge Versus roughly 3% increase in overall consumer prices So yeah, 3% increase in that burrito you want to buy down at the local shop Which by the way, they're raising their prices because of those um, delivery apps the delivery app people are raising their prices So restaurants are raising prices for what, what? I thought people were going to pick up their food these days People were getting less lazy Wanting to get out of the house Actually go out and eat You will travel into the incredible universe That seems to me just a bunch of malarkey Another reason restaurants are using To try and raise prices So a 24% surge though 3% in your normal life 24% when it comes to Streaming Disney's latest earnings call had a company leader expressing delight that their recent price increases haven't turned off viewers. Netflix, Hulu, and Peacock have significant untapped pricing power. Max and Paramount Plus do not have pricing power. Disney Plus is somewhere in the middle. In other words, you're probably going to pay more for Netflix, Hulu, and Peacock before too long. And if subscribers do begin to balk at price hikes, there's always a based video on demand. Oh, yeah, the AVOD or AD based video on demand. This is from Rob Black. He does a show about money and businesses and business trends. I produce the podcast. It's called The Rob Black Show. And he pulls some fascinating information like that. And yes, the mall has not died its death has been greatly exaggerated from 2021 to 2022 retail sales at malls increased 11 percent to over 800 billion and you know we get so much now delivered to us but still people want to go to malls and someone i work with who is a millennial actually we were trying to figure that out the other day he said i don't know if i'm a millennial or gen z or it's i but anyway, cafe anyway. If you thought the days of going to the mall to nibble on Auntie Ann's pretzel and leave smelling of bath and body works were over, think again. Cause younger people like this guy I work with, he loves going to the mall. My, my oh my. From twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two, the sales in malls increased eleven percent to over eight hundred billion. Foot traffic traffic at top tier malls where the average shopper pays uh, where the average shopper makes $200,000 plus per year, increased 12% in 2022 compared to 2019. And that it once looked like the rise of e-commerce would kill them all, but brands and retailers have invested in omni-channel marketing, which promotes both online shopping and physical stores to drive growth. Plus, Gen Zers might have missed the Halcyon Mall days of Aeropostale, And Hollister oh, I used to love going into Hollister Because you'd walk about halfway through the store There was a wall of TVs That were showing you the live footage Of a video camera On the Huntington Beach Pier And no matter where you were in the country Like I remember one time Being in Washington D.C. going into one One time in Alabama going into one And there suddenly There you are surrounded by TVs Watching in real time The Huntington Beach and the the waves Crashing in California And I used to get all misty-eyed Like, I want to go back to California And I'm back, and I'm here, and I've been here a while But they are Mall loyal Gen Zers Roughly the same age The same share of Gen Z respondents Shopped at brick-and-mortar stores As online So 97% shop at brick-and-mortar stores 95% Shop online Retailers expect to add 1,000 more stores uh, to, during the year, during this year and towards the And Airlines get lost luggage rates down to pre-pandemic levels. They've started to drop, And Starbucks has added a third pumpkin drink to the fall menu. I was balking at Starbucks and their wonderful pumpkin spice latte and as I was doing the podcast last podcast, I got a call from someone that said they were bringing one over to me. And I was saying, "Wow, podcasting's cool, but I'm only going to have one this year, I think. We'll see." I had a cold drink, by the way. I had the cold brew, and apparently cold drinks are on the rise. People more people are ordering cold drinks at Starbucks in America. So Starbucks adds their third pumpkin drink to the fall menu as they celebrate 20 years of the pumpkin spice latte. Woo! The iced pumpkin cream chai latte is the new one. And the Hollywood writer's strike threatens to disrupt the 23-24 television season. It's already being disrupted. They're not resolving the strike. And the writers are... Trying to find other jobs now. I heard today somebody, oh, i am he's going into making snow globes and making money off of selling snow globes. So, gosh, it's tough. And it's tough because these people that got into show business, they love it. They love to perform. They love to write. And now they're really starving artists again. They thought they made it to the big time, but nope. So far, the strike has cost the economy a whopping $2.5 billion. Uh, Restaurants, catering companies, trucking agencies, dry cleaning businesses, they're all being hit by the strike. And since June, U.S. COVID hospitalizations have surged by two-thirds as a new variant called Eris has risen to dominance. That's not to be confused with Taylor Swift's Eris Tour. This is Eris with an eye. Updated boosters still weeks away are expected to be effective against Eris. And as we are outside of Cafe anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last podcast by the way, was called Pumpkin in honor of Pumpkin Lattes, but go to someone else other than Starbucks to get yours. I'm sure the wonderful coffee, mom-pop coffee place that you can access. Maybe it's down the street, maybe it's a drive to get to, but I'm sure they can do a good job making it, too. Or not. Let me know if they do. Or not. You can call me at 510-228-4640. Look who's here. Hello, Mike Matthews. It's Jelly. It's too hard to give shop supervisor. No one else makes snow globes like me, Mike Matthews. Yes. there's Fantastic snow globes. In fact, that one just made a noise. It sounded like a cat. Yeah, that's my meowing snow globe, Mike Matthews. You want it? Yeah. Pay for it, Mike Matthews okay well um give me a minute let see if i have any cash we spent some on that ice cream truck that went by a little bit earlier but dang it they got us again look who else is here oh mike this is floyd the floor man and this is john deere the engineer mike this show has been very informative Mm-mm. yes it is it has it was it's done Next show, it'll be the wonderful Benita, the disgruntled fiddle player, and the brewmaster. And with more ways to reach me, it's a friend. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye!